Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about personalizing the customer experience to increase loyalty in a world increasingly mindful of consumer data privacy. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Lisa Rutel, Marketing Strategy Lead at Verizon Up. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this topic with you. Uh, First, let's start with you giving a little background on yourself, as well as what you're currently doing at Verizon Up. A little bit about me. I'm a marketing strategist with experience developing and executing integrated omni-channel marketing campaigns and strategies within various industries, spanning from telecom, automotive, media, and retail. And in my current role, I am responsible for leading communications, promotions, and member experiences for Verizon Up, which is Verizon's award-winning loyalty program which offers rewards ranging from top-branded gift cards, Verizon products and services, and once-in-a-lifetime experiences. And Verizon Up, it is award-winning. We have won 10 loyalty through 60 awards in the past few years. And in my role, I do construct engagement plans to achieve program metrics and KPIs and use different channels and tactics such as CRM.com and the app to really maximize results. And prior to my career at Verizon, I have held roles at Jaguar Land Rover, HBO, and Burberry after making a career pivot from being a research scientist within the pharmaceutical industry. So data has always been at the core of everything I do, and I continue to use the same strategy and approach to this day. That's great. Well, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to talking about this topic with you. Um, so let's uh, let's start. Let's talk about this relationship between the sometimes volumes of data a large organization has, the need for better customer experience and increased loyalty, all while balancing customer data privacy, which is increasingly becoming a focal point. We you know see see that all over the news these days. So let's let's start with the data part. In a large organization, uh, you know, the biggest challenge is usually not with whether or not you have enough data, 
it's more likely that you have so much and you need to find what's the best and the most relevant data to use. Can you talk a little bit about how you've approached this in, in your career? I think this is such a fundamental question, which all companies and teams need to ask themselves, really, what is the best data to use? And I would start by saying what the end goal is, and it's to produce actionable insights. And data also helps try ideas for experimentation. And data, it can be many things. It can be quantitative, or it could be qualitative. It could be first-party data or third-party data. And for my role specifically, I use customer data in order to improve my marketing efforts at Verizon. I would say for marketing in general, marketers need to find ways to leverage their data to learn who their customers are and figure out the best way to reach them. And it goes back to the fundamental question, who is your ideal customer? For example, by aggregating basic descriptive type data marketers, they can create specific strategies to target these demographics. And once you understand who your target audience is, you can start fine-tuning your marketing strategy and using data to target your best customers at the right time in their customer journey really lowers, say, your customer acquisition costs, reduces churn, and really ultimately increases lifetime value. And using a customer-centric approach with data-driven strategies really is the key to drive success for any company in any industry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So additionally, the best data may be technically somewhere within the organization, but may not be accessible to you and your team, for instance. So that requires breaking down silos while ensuring that you're minding the many necessary processes in place to for consumer data privacy and you know potential misuse of data, things like that. How have you seen teams work successfully together to bridge these gaps in the customer experience by just better sharing of, of data that's, a, that's already available? I would say a key driver to success is to find ways to break down data silos and ensure customers have that seamless customer experience. And in order to achieve customer success, everyone in the company needs to be aligned behind the same data-informed vision of the target customer. And this vision needs to understand the customer's needs, wants, and those points of friction as well. And data silos, I would say, are one of the biggest blockers towards reaching customer success. And company alignment depends entirely on sharing information across the entire organization and doing this consistently. And this helps to facilitate collaboration between customer-facing departments like marketing and sales. And this is fundamental for a positive and, again, that consistent customer experience. For example, the last thing a disgruntled customer who had an issue with their last order would be to receive an upsell message. So customers need to know you understand them. As for how to break down these data silos, you need to first identify the root cause of the issue. And a quick exercise that I usually do is begin with an understanding of what your problem is and then create almost like a flow chart and ask at every level, why did this happen? And then after you address this question layer after layer, you eventually get to your root cause. And after you find out your root cause, then you'll need management's buy-in to address these issues and find the right solution for your company. And ultimately, all of these efforts are made to align with your customer. And 
It's good to monitor sentiment, say, with surveys as well as NPS. NPS, especially within a loyalty program, is a key metric. And also breaking down silos could potentially happen organically just by enhancing the customer experience and using a customer-centric approach. For example, with Verizon Up, we relaunched the program to be essentially the centralized hub for customers. So beyond just the Verizon Up loyalty offers, Verizon Up has become the centralized hub. So customers have one place, one destination to find their best offers across the whole Verizon ecosystem and really see, you know, am I on the right plan? Are there any um, aspects of program education? It's all within the hub of Verizon. And even with that optimization of the customer experience, that's where you really gain that alignment. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you touched on this a little bit, but, you know, so we've, we've talked about getting access to data and, and prioritizing that data and, and, you know, some, some initial ways of thinking there, but, you know, how do you take all this and use it to personalize the customer experience? So, you know, what, what should your North star be here? Is it one-to-one experience for everybody? And, you know, where, where should you start when, when you're thinking about something like this? I'll start by saying I think the pandemic and a relatively stagnant economy has had an impact on the bottom lines of businesses and highlighted how flexible and nimble companies need to be, offering products which are relevant to customers as well as communicating to them in a very thoughtful and meaningful way is becoming even more important. And this also ties back to the customer experience in a major way. To improve it would be to evolve your marketing programs to be even more precise, targeted, and personalized. Yeah. So again, adopting a, a hyper-personalized marketing strategy powered by analytics, data, and AI will give you the insights to adjust to customers' changing tastes and preferences in real time. And I read a statistic that 80% of customers tried a new brand instead of their usual brand within the past three months. So you see that customer fluidity and compounding matters is inflation and, and customers looking for lower prices and supply chain issues and customers looking for out of stock products and customers want to be seen as individuals and want to purchase from companies who understand them and know who they are and really what they're going through. And so my goal as a marketer is hyper-personalization, and it really is the most sophisticated way brands can tailor their marketing to individual customers. So custom experiences can be created using data, automation, analytics, and AI. And hyper-personalization is a way to develop that emotional connection with your customers and build loyalty and improve the customer experience. And I personally find an easy way to personalize your campaigns for customers and ensure that they are relevant is to construct auto-trigger campaigns. So based on my experience with surveying customers, customers especially want to be reminded of offers or use-by dates because they don't want to leave money on the table. It's very easy to set this up as an automation and also from the company perspective, the more often you can automate things, the better use a set it and forget it approach while also ensuring that the most relevant customer segments are targeted with the most relevant offers. Before we continue, I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show, Basecamp. 
Throughout my career, whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant, Basecamp is what we rely on to help keep projects on track, on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management, it streamlines workflow management, and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which all are major components in a smooth running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. If you're struggling with projects, sign up for Basecamp. Their pricing is simple and they give you all their features in a single plan. No upsells, no upgrades. Go to Basecamp.com Agile, that's Basecamp.com A-G-I-L-E, and try Basecamp for free. No credit card required and cancel anytime. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now let's get back to the show. You know, I would say most most large brands are doing some kind of personalization right now. But even even with that, you know, they they don't always get it right. Particularly the first time, it takes it takes some work to to really do it and do it well. But you know, that certainly doesn't mean they should abandon it. How do you think about this in terms of the from the customer perspective? customers being willing to let the customer experience evolve because, you know, the brand is simply learning and, and evolving, you know, how do you find the right balance between consistency and this, this idea of continuous improvement or continual optimization? This is such an interesting question. The key with personalization is to continually innovate and optimize and hyper-personalization impacts every touch point within the customer journey, say from custom custom like top funnel marketing to unique landing pages to omni-channel customer service so well even dynamic offers i think continual optimization relates back to creating a roadmap for success a roadmap at its most basic level helps a, co- a company decide which personalization elements should be implemented and when they should be implemented and prioritization is key and each effort, as well as evaluating the associated cost of each effort, really needs to be evalu- evaluated. It is a balance. So, treat testing and personalization, they aren't mutually exclusive and, and they do go hand in hand um, since both A B testing and personalization are both are ways to drive conversions. And you can say test potential personalizations using an A-B testing tool by setting up an audience for each segment and then A-B testing within that audience. Also, another point to think about is how to test personalization and optimize at scale. Essentially, most of the personalization trends we see today are rule-based, and meaning that each personalization requires marketers to set up a rule saying, for customers that fit this profile and behave in this way, show them this experience. And Personally, I find it most effective to run a comprehensive test, either A-B or multivariate, and then use those insights for an extended period of time for consistency, then retest again to see if customer taste preferences or behavior, if they've changed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's let's talk a bit more about this from the customer perspective as well. And, you know, there's, there's countless statistics floating around that, all kind of point to similar things about personalization. And um, yet there's there's this paradox kind of that 
customers are more loyal and more likely to shop when they receive personalized experiences and and even that they get frustrated when they don't receive personalized experiences. But at the same time, they're also more and more likely to be careful about how their data gets shared and what they share. And, you know, consumer data privacy, it's not just a regulation from someone somewhere. These are based on real, you know, real, real concerns from real people. So how do you navigate all of this, you know, this, because personalization needs good data to, to do it. And consumer data privacy needs, you know, requires brands to be good stewards of data. So, you know, how do you how do you navigate all of this? And what's the best way to think about striking the right balance here? Yes, it is a paradox. Customers want you to personalize and understand all their tastes and preferences and want you to provide ways for them to discover new products, which they didn't know even existed. And they want you to do all this while maintaining privacy and feeling confident that data isn't shared. It's a tough balance, to say the least. And to these consumers, they expect personalized experiences from brands. And data is the key to delivering on that promise and improving overall customer experience. I would say that the customer needs to see and understand the value exchange, specifically with loyalty programs like Verizon Up customers. They understand the value exchange because the whole point of loyalty programs is to focus on offering value to our customers with member benefits, whether it's offering free offers or deep exclusive discounts. Um, there, there are advantages of adopting loyalty programs for in like zero-party data and first-party data. In the age of this greater transparency about consumer data, there's been a, a greater focus on zero-party data. Like, for example, with Verizon Up, uh, we receive zero-party data directly from our customers. We have even um, a new concept with our surveys within our program. So we're saying to our customers, we're listening to you and we're going to pivot where we see fit. Yeah, yeah. So from a measurement standpoint, uh, how do you measure the success of personalized customer experience? You know, how do you how do you know when you're doing it well? I would say success is ultimately measured by your company's goals. There are some general goals which span across most industries, and I w- I would describe them as uh, improving the customer experience, driving profit, and innovating and optimizing continuously. And all these goals can be reached by making data-driven decisions using, again, that hyper-personalized marketing and one-on-one marketing maximizes revenue, it reduces cost, and enhances the overall customer experience. Overall, personalization really is that best driver for ROI and and maximizes program effectiveness. And it allows you to optimize to whom you target with messaging and offers through the most relevant and appropriate channels and implementing the strategy not only increases customer satisfaction, but also drives brand loyalty, willingness to spend, and overall marketing effectiveness. Great, great. So you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but I wanted to just ask this uh, as well. Um, what are your thoughts on this? You know, has an increased need to collect and maintain both first as well as zero-party data to your earlier answer. Um, has this helped or hindered brands' abilities to provide a better customer experience? 
Right. I mean, digital users, they have been greatly impacted by private privacy restrictions, especially recently. So recently, Apple's mail privacy protection was released with its software update. Third-party cookies are crumbling. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and brands are shifting away from third-party data instead are focusing on zero and first-party data coming directly from our customers. Do I think this will help a brand's ability to provide better customer experiences? Yes, I do. This should lead to a more personalized experience. Loyalty programs like Verizon Up are one of the most effective ways to collect zero-party data with its clear value exchange and loyalty programs. I feel they also unify customer data across channels, ensuring that cohesive and relevant experience for customers. And even certain functions within a company can become higher or lower priority based on these trends. Like even I would say a general trend is that um, brand marketing within owned channels, relying on existing customer data, really even starts to become higher priority, um, that function compared to performance marketing based on those third-party cookies. So, you know, we have to adjust our messaging and tactics according to, say, private privacy restrictions that continue to get stricter and stricter and also by what the customer tells us directly. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, one last question before we wrap up. Uh, you've certainly given a lot of great advice already, but what's what's a one piece of advice you would have for a brand that, you know, they know they need to get better at personalizing the customer experience, maybe not not sure where to go first or, or next. What would be your advice to them as they navigate the months ahead? I feel the question that we all need to ask is, how can we evolve to improve the overall consumer experience? And the pandemic created customer fluidity, as I mentioned earlier, and customers are switching to new brands greater than ever before. And really take the time and think about how your company can accelerate its digital transformation to be better prepared as our reality continues to evolve. And I think that's that's the way to have your your strategy moving forward. Always think of ways to optimize and improve that customer experience and rely on data to do that. Yeah, wonderful. Great, great advice. Well, again, I'd like to thank Lisa Rutel, Marketing Strategy Lead at Verizon Up for joining the show. Uh, you can learn more about Lisa and Verizon Up by following the links in the show notes. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.